You're listening to Kicking It with John and Greg. One's a real estate agent. Oh, man. We're definitely editing that out. The other is an all-world punter for your Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, you can. Why can't you say that? We'll just wait. We'll see. I think you can say that. I hope you can. Powered by Seahawks.com. Now you never know. Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I am sure. You never know until you know. Well, And I know. Welcome to another edition of Kicking with John and Greg. I'm joined here by my buddy, Greg Woodman. What is up, man? What's up, Greg? Not much. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great today. What a game. What a game. Another win. Another win. What, 7-2-1? and one. Yeah. Things are looking good. That, uh, that, was, that was fun. Got to go yesterday, went with your wife, went with Sarah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team, too. I mean, it was it was a good challenge for us on special teams. They have a great, great special teams unit. It mm-hmm. was one of those things where special teams wasn't a big factor either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did some things. I mean, we missed a kick and had a kick blocked, and uh, that sucks. It's always yeah crappy. Uh, you know, especially not always the kicker's fault. They can't make them all. Yeah. And uh, I know Steve's hard on himself in situations like that. And yeah. Guy hardly ever misses. So he's he's probably upset about that. But, um, you know, it's like there's I, – I think every kickoff was a touchback going both ways. We had one mm-hmm. return that didn't go well for us. And then, you know, punting game, uh, punt return, we, we did well there too. So, yeah. I think yep. we, were, we were happy just because they're, they they um, – had, it was such a challenge for us in special teams because they are like the number one special teams unit in the league. That's so awesome. We were, I think, we were pretty happy with how it went. Yeah, I didn't think. I don't think I ever thought I'd see uh, Russell Wilson catch a touchdown pass. I know that was pretty. That cool. was cool, wasn't it? And it was a great pass too. Like, yeah, it was, it was kind of tighter coverage than I thought when I watched it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't tight coverage, but he closed pretty quickly. The ball had to be placed where it was. Whose form was better, yours or Doug's? Doug's. <laughs> well, hey, here it is. I was he was he sat and threw it back, which is a good pass. But I was sprinting to my left, yeah. throwing back, yeah. And I I did what I needed to do. I just watched a video that came up on YouTube the other day, and it was like the I don't know who put it together, but it was like the top five trick plays of all time, and right. that was number two, number two on the list. What was number one then? I can't remember. Sorry. We'll write into YouTube and tell them to fix I it. I feel I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm saying because it was a great play call. But in that situation, NFC Championship game, uh, second half of the game. I yeah. It was in the third quarter. Yeah. I can't remember. No. Yeah. Quarter. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the biggest fakes ever. There was like six minutes left in the third, and we were we had we were nothing on the board. Like I don't. I don't know if you could compare it to another. In that, like, it takes I think a lot o- of. I think the only other one that I can even think of was the uh, the Super Bowl with Indianapolis and New Orleans when they onside did onside the second kick. half kick. But that's but really it's a still fake not- play. That's no, just like, I think that was one of the, that was one of the ballsiest calls I've ever seen. Is to start the second half with an onside kick and get it. And that, I mean, that was you, you could see the game could go the other way. Yeah, giving Indy the ball and yeah, that was. I, I no one saw that. Coming. No, that's that's. I mean, that, that, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember watching that game. <laughs> yes, that, that's the end of that story. That's the end of it. <laughs> so uh, we had it was really funny uh, sitting sitting with Sarah yesterday because it's just it's really interesting like the people that you get surrounded with yeah. and everything and just little things that you, okay, you find that people aren't uh, just aren't aware of things. And uh, like Sarah, she uh, couldn't put her drink down the whole time because the lady sitting in front of her 
had hair that oh. went all the way down past them. She's like, if I set this down, this lady's There's hair gonna is going to go in gonna my drink. Like head and shoulders. And so she was just like. And Sarah hates that. She does. I've been in baseball games with her before where it's like the person behind her just like throwing their hair over the seat. She's like, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> I told her, I was like, we should go get like a hot dog and some mustard and set the mustard <laughs> in there. Just like different random things until she learns her lesson to put it in a ponytail or something. Oh, man. That's, oh, that must have driven her crazy. It did. It did. And I could tell. And she was like, she was. She didn't end up saying she just held her drink. But then, uh, so then some people came and sat next to me. And uh, Sarah hadn't seen him before. And so they were, you know, someone. But this guy, like, I'm not a small guy. Yeah. I'm a big guy. And this guy was... A lot Those of you that don't know, Greg is six foot eight, four hundred and fifty pounds. That's so. I'm I'm slightly bigger than normal human being. Um, no, I'm not that big. <laughs> uh, but this guy came in and he he came in and he sat down. And I mean, it was just like he immediately just like is reestablished like the field of play. He sits right. down, his leg go like his legs on my leg, and I'm and like I and, and he's just he spreads out, oh. takes my cup holder, and I'm just like, what just happened? He really marked his territory. I hate that. When a guy comes and sits down and then he cannot possibly spread his legs farther apart. I, I what is the there is a, I'm like, dude, there's a person on either side airplanes the worst. Yeah, what's it called the, though? There's a there's a term for it now. There is a I couldn't think of what it, it's not I mean you you just say reestablishing the field of play was pretty I, that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. He but the worst totally thing, did. You're on an airplane, someone's in the middle and they're like, Well, I gotta make sure I get my, my armrest and I gotta get my legs way out there. It's yeah. like okay, like you're in the middle, so it sucks, but you mean you still have a restricted area where you fall into. I lost the armrest. I lost, oh. I, and so if I hadn't had a, a drink or two, I might have been more ir- – I just like, whatever. It's not – you know what? They seem like a nice couple. I don't think he realized – you know, I don't think it was intentional. He's just a big dude. And uh, But I was kind of laughing because then I was like turned towards Sarah the whole – and I'm like, well, my, my whole position has changed. Like I'm, I'm over <laughs> yeah. here now. This is what I have. Is there uh, a lot? Of, are they comfortable seats at the stadium? Like, is there a lot of room? Yeah, not a lot of room, but is there room? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, in all honesty, like, there's times where, like, if I, like, on a plane, like, I don't, I'm not the most comfortable. Yeah. Um, but the seats there, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room for your feet, and um, other than sitting next to that guy, <laughs> like, he was that part was hard. But normally, yeah, they're not bad at all. I've been. I was just talking about this last night. I've been to one NFL game in my life, and it was at CenturyLink Field when I used to live in Portland, Oregon. Did you ever go? Were you were you around, or have you ever been to the kingdom? No. Okay. I think I, I visited here one time, like in boat. Um, I think it was the first season that the um, Safeco opened. Okay. Yep. And I think that was the first time I visited Seattle. Yeah. I remember going to Mariners games. So I don't even know what year that would have been. Two thousand two. No, ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in there. Well. Just because that was it went went down it, that one went down when I was still in high school they imploded it and then because 2001 was the year that we had the 116 wins and we were already and I don't think that was the first year so it was somewhere in between 97 and 2000 is my guess um okay then I lied because I think I was there 2001 2002 okay so 2001 was the 116 win yeah. year so that I remember was, it was just like it was like a random Tuesday or Thursday night something like that and it, the stadium was packed it was just, it used to be packed every night I heard it did oh it was so cool um the uh the the kingdom though I was it was funny I was actually telling Sarah this so I this was before my time like I never got to enjoy this either but you used to be able to bring 
a cooler of beer to what? the kingdom. Yeah, like in the 80s, you could bring your own beer like and NASCAR. food. Yeah, I think you can still do that NASCAR yeah. bring your own cooler. And I was like, how? Well, one, I mean, obviously I can see why, one, they make so much money in the NFL, but two, you yeah. can have so many more problems oh in this day. For some reason imagine. in the 80s, like, you could bring a 24-pack and food and no one had a problem. Like, it, you know, now it would be riots every game. You can't game. even bring your own water. Yeah. <laughs> the women have to bring a see-through purse. Yeah. Which actually, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for all that stuff just because I'm all for the, the safety. Yeah. It always freaks me out like when, when a fan runs on the field or something. Everyone thinks it's like hilarious. I'm like, as a player, that's terrifying. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I guess, I'm like, yeah. What, who knows what they have or what they're going to do? So I feel like safer they have all these like metal detectors and stuff like that because, I mean, that's... Does it still worry you if they're naked? Uh, then it worries me more. Because <laughs> you know they don't have anything. <laughs> that ended up being even more so telling than I want. Does I, you always, like, you've seen, have you ever seen the ones on soccer, like on the soccer pitch where someone will run on and, like, they just juke security, like, eight, nine oh, times yeah. and they just, like, they'll, they'll, they keep going. Like, have those you, are always. See that one at Safeco last year? Yep. Where the guy jumped out, and right after he jumped out, the guy hit the ball pretty much right at. It was like left center. I think yeah. he jumped out from like the pen, which is a great beer garden, by the way. Yeah. He jumped that wall, and right as he jumped it, the ball was hit pretty much right at him. Yeah. That, that, I saw that. That was not, that was dumb. I mean, like, it's not smart in any way, shape, or form to do, but that, I mean, like, it was really close. He was in a couple of feet of him when he caught that ball. And that would terrify me even more, like, as a play was going on, and all of a sudden someone's in your peripheral that shouldn't be there. And people, if you do that, you go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not like a, you, all right, kid. Yeah, it's like, ah, you can't do that again. It's like, no, you just go to jail. Yeah, that's that part's not. I've always just thought, like, what if, though, you know, someone does that, but then, like, in return, they just get, like, a blindside shot from Cam. Like, yeah. you're on the field, and Cam Can gets a full head of steam and just... I would love to see a streaker do that, and then a player just come across blindside. Just... You, you could maybe kill somebody. Oh, like, yeah. Just getting hit by Cam Chancellor as an unathletic, like, fat guy running down with the field. No with no pads or helmet. no pads and helmet, not expecting it. <laughs> yeah. I think you could, you could die. I think so. I think you definitely could. I'd like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, I don't know. It was... Uh... It was it was interesting at the game, just like it, the the whole experience. It's like, you know, growing up, I did I didn't think much of. It. I just feel like it's changed a lot now. And in, in certain sections, it's better than others. But there's times I've been at games where it's like I wouldn't bring my daughter to a game right now. Yeah, I I just I wouldn't. There's too much profanity and things where it's like, it, and not everyone's that way. But there's still enough of it where it's like I don't want to spend the whole time trying to tell the guy next to me to watch his mouth or whatever, I would just rather, you know, I'd go to a baseball game, no problem. But right now, like, until they would be older, like, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Did I, I think I already told my story on here about the fans in New Orleans. No. Are you sure? Yeah, you didn't. Huh. Okay, there's, a, there's this fan in the front row in New Orleans screaming at me. Yeah. Like, screaming at me, you suck, F this out, you freaking suck, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's because they always, the fans in the front, a lot of times they just sit there and they yell, which always cracks me up. You, you pay five or $600 for a ticket in the front row, yeah. and then you don't even watch the game, just yell at the other team's punter. <laughs> I mean, Man, this was worth it. Yeah, like, I mean, this is the really? best $800 I've ever spent. We sure showed that John Ryan. Yeah, and it happens almost in every stadium. Does it really? Oh, it's ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. And so this guy is just screaming, just terrible things. Yeah. Finally, after, you know, like a quarter of this, I turn around. He's got a two-year-old on his shoulders. Oh, come on. 
And I just look at him, and I just point at him, I'm like, you are a terrible father. Yeah. You are terrible. Someone needs to call Child Protective Service on you because you are awful. Oh. I'm like, this is, that's sick. It is. But here's the thing. It's like, we played last week in New England, and the fans there were not, were not very kind. Very rude. <laughs> they were very rude to me. <laughs> that's not even a good impression. But the fans were, like, over. sounds like They were, bush. like, pretty, yeah, I, I got, I mean, I can't do impressions of anything. I can barely do impressions of myself. <laughs> There's this fan yelling about how fat I was. What? He's yelling how fat I was, and he's like, "Your favorite holiday must be Thanksgiving." Yum yum yum. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh like, my here's gosh. The, here's the here's the problem with that, people. Here's the absolute problem with that. Does that hurt my feelings? No. Do I care? Not whatsoever. But you know who else goes to football games? Little kids. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. And you know what? If they sit there and they think it's cool that old Uncle Larry behind them is yelling about how fat people are yeah. or how much they suck or stuff like that. Guess what they do the next day when they go to school? Yeah. Okay, we're doing all this work to try to prevent bullying. And you know who's teaching these kids how to bully? Adults are. Yeah. So, I mean, people, like, I don't, if you can yell at me all game. I could not, like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. But think of the people around you. Yeah. Like, I mean, these kids go to school the next day and they, they do the same stuff. And then we wonder why they bully each other. Yeah, well, that's a really valid point. It's a, it's an ugly, ugly thing. I wonder, has there ever been an NFL player that just, like, it really got to him and all of a sudden they're just crying on there? Like, he's so mean. No, I, I mean, maybe. That'd be Why? Really funny. I've seen guy, a lot of guys fire back. Have you? Yeah. And it's like, like if you're an NFL player and some loser in the stands yelling at you, you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna... Is there, like, anyone on the sideline whose job is to be like, whoa, 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 come on, like, knock it off? No, there there should be, like, honestly, though, security, because when, when the, the insults become – Derogatory, yeah, towards like race, religion, absolutely, or it's not, not okay. A lot, a lot of what you hear a lot is people using words that are derogatory towards the 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 gay community. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, that's. Can you, you if you, you be, wanted you to, be, you could, should be taken out. You should be kicked out of the game. Could you get someone kicked out if you wanted to? Could you go to an official and say, you know what, this guy needs I to think go? If someone, uh, I would. If it, it ever got to the point where I've seen that in Oakland is the only place where I've ever seen a fan start to yell at me and use like the real F word. Yeah, we're not talking about the four letter F word. We're talking yeah. about the real F word. Yeah, and security went and and shut him down. Yeah, but then I don't think they kicked him out. Hmm. I'm but. just wondering. That's the see, and that's in football. At least it's back. Like I've seen some of the stuff, like in the NBA. Like they are all. I mean, they are on the court. Like that's even crazier to yeah. me. Is those? I mean, they can get even closer. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the fans are standing on the court. On the yeah. court. That's. I don't know. I think at some point that'll probably change. They'll probably it, have yeah. to put some sort of a barrier in. I'm surprised it didn't happen after there was a fight in the stands with the fans. Oh yeah. What was that? Man, was that uh, the the oh, Detroit man. Pistons? Yeah. The, Ron Artest. Ron Artest. <laughs> I remember there's a comedian. I think it was Daniel Tosh was talking about. It. He's like, I'm not a big fan of basketball, but he's like, you tell me I go to every game and there's going to be a fight. I'm in. Like I get to fight the players. Let's go. <laughs> I to fight the player. Let's go. Uh, and then I remember a player like going up to the stands because his wife was getting in a fight or something. Oh, I don't know. I never saw that one. Mm, I probably made it up. <laughs> That's just weird, though. Like, it's just things where, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We can spend so much time talking about, like, what people should do or what, yeah. you know. And that's the problem, though, is whenever you talk about stuff like this, it's like 99.9% of the fans are great. It has nothing to do with them. And, you know, like you said last night, it's like the experience, you could go and sit in a certain section or a certain row and have a terrible experience. Yep. And then you might sit a couple rows back and have a great experience. Yeah. You know, just sometimes 
And then, but then as a, as a fan, if you go to like a road game, yep. you you label your whole experience based on those few fans around you. I was worried when I went. I was a couple years ago. I went to the Arizona game, and I'm not. It sounds weird, but like I had a legitimate worry about how it was going to go. Just, just I had some anxiety about it of just like because yeah. you know, I mean, especially that was you know, there's the, the there's all this you know, it's a huge rivalry. There's all this stuff going on, and I remember just being like, God, I just hope it's. And where I ended up sitting, there in three rows in front of me and three rows behind me, there wasn't a single Cardinals fan. It was all Hawks. I was like, okay, well, there was nothing to be worried about there. But you see other things. I mean, I see all the time videos of, of fights and stuff. I mean, you know, it's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, I worry because Sarah comes to almost every game mm-hmm. on the road, and I worry about her sometimes. And sometimes I, I, like, I don't let her – I don't let her. She doesn't like to wear my jersey anymore because yeah. people will, like, you know – and I think well, that's the thing is if you don't and I, like I even talked to my wife. I was like I wasn't sure if I was going to wear mine or not. I'm like, well, at least I can just go and you don't stand. You don't put a target on your back by doing that. She was in the playoff game last year in Carolina where the fans were absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Um, she was walking to meet me after the game, like in the fan by a woman walking by herself, and a fan comes up behind her and grabs her by the shoulder and goes, "Maybe next year." I'm like. Oh, that's not cool. If I was there, I would have punched you. Yeah. Out. Literally, I, I'm no, not. I but I'm like a, a woman walking by herself. You run up behind her and grab her on the shoulder. Yeah, that's like you got. You need to know better than that. That's and that's the stuff that I don't. I, like I said, we could spend a whole show. It's there just, should be a class for guys. Maybe in school, I don't know. But you should learn about stuff like that. About how to just proper etiquette of living. Yeah, but you see, like the creepy things that happen to women that are preventable if guys. Maybe learned in classes. Yeah, oh, I agree. Like if you're if you're an driver and you're taking a girl home at two in the morning, don't ask for her number. Correct. Okay, because it happens to Sarah often. I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, so, that's so creepy. It's yeah. like you guys don't realize that. Guys, be better people. Be better people. Be Let's, better people. Respect um, the women. Okay, so I was thinking about this. Do you? I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I was thinking of like. Uh, you know, bartending for as long as I did or whatever, and, like, one of the craziest bartending stories. So I'll tell you my one of the craziest things I've ever seen, and, and I wonder if you have any, like, a crazy bar experience. But I remember there was a night, this was back when I used to work in Kirkland, and there was, uh, man, people used to, did you ever, have you ever been to downtown Kirkland? Yeah, but not, like, at night or anything. Okay, so it used to, I mean, it was a crazy scene, like, eight, nine years ago when I was there, like, 20, I mean, it was just, there was five or six bars, and it was... It was just nuts, and it was it was it was so much fun. Um, but you know, when running the bar, like I, we would have to, you know, people would just have to get cut off all the time, and yeah. and you know, we had a little place, one door in and out, like that's where you could go. And it, the funniest thing, I, I just I was thinking about this the other day, and it's just so funny. So this guy is in the bar, he gets cut off, and we're just like, look, man, you've had enough, you got to go. Um, so we get him outside and, and, you know, and it, but he was just at one of those points where he just kept trying to come back in and we're like, all right, man, like for real, come, you can't, you can't come, <laughs> not tonight, man. Do you need a cab? Like, what is it? And he, and he disappeared for a little bit and then he, and like, just like he'd walk down a couple, like halfway down the, the curtain, like the block and then he'd turn around <laughs> try to like change and he'd walk back in and he'd just kind of like walk by the guy what? at the door and try to like, he'd grab him like, come on, man. When like, you're drunk, it makes sense in your it head. It totally like, does. Oh, you're, I just put my hood up. They're not going to recognize me now. I turned my shirt inside out. So, I, here's, <laughs> so here's where, the, so he goes, we're like, dude, like we can see, like we just saw you, you're the, you know, the same guy wearing the same shirt or whatever. So... I'm not kidding. He walks across the street to where there is a bank, and I guess that's where his car was parked. <laughs> and he walks over there. 
He opens his car door, and I'm like, okay, I've got to run over there if this guy's going to go drive. I'm like, I'm not going to let him drive. And he bends down, and he takes his shirt off, and he takes a different shirt out of his car (laughs) in plain view of us, puts the shirt on. And then turns around and walks back across the street, walks in. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And so we're like, no, you can't. Dude. We saw you, you take your shirt. He's like, I'm not wearing a gray shirt. I'm like, we saw you change it with our own eyes. Oh, but when you're young and intoxicated, it makes so much sense in your head. We were laughing so hard as he walked across the street to come. And we're just like, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard that I'm like, he's going to try to come in again. <laughs> it was amazing. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah. Do you have any any funny stories or? Ah, uh, no, not that I can tell on air. Oh, I've got a lot that I can't tell. I mean, but as a, as a bartender, you must have had, and an owner of a bar, you must have almost had like a story a night. Yeah, absolutely. I there was one of the things where I wish I would have kept like a journal yeah. or something of just all the things, just from. Uh, crazy stories or ridiculous things I've seen happen to like really bad like lines like or like date experiences oh, like sitting man. there watching like at awkward, the bar oh watching awkward dates um you know and then just having like being the one where you just kind of give the girl the look and like are you okay or are you not yeah she, like like is this as bad as I think you know whatever it is and then you just going through all of those like yeah I, just years of it so many stories oh Beth yeah but not many I can tell on here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I had another question. Someone asked this on Twitter and I thought this was a good question. Do you have a hidden talent? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, I'm really good at decorating the house for Christmas. Yeah. Any, what about a any hidden talent, any hidden talent or skill oh, or something man. that you do that like that you're good at that might surprise people. I don't like, I honestly, this sounds terrible, but I don't really. You play any instruments? No, I can't. I'm very unmusical. I can't sing. I can't dance. Can't play any instruments. No? I mean, if it wasn't for football, I'd be a big old loser. <laughs> real, real boring. A real bore. I don't, like, cause the thing is, like, my, my, my biggest hobby, if I wasn't playing football, is working out. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and so watching, the- watching TV. <laughs> I love to work out, watch TV, and play football. Sprinkling a few beers here and there, and that is my life. Call it a life. Call it a life. No hidden talents at all. I mean, let me think. What about what, as a kid? Okay, did you play any instruments as a kid no. ever? Never played all an instrument. All I did as a kid was play hockey, football, lacrosse. My whole life was sports. Did you play recorder? Didn't you have to play recorder in school? You have to have some music. No, none. Not in Regina? I think at one, we had to either play the ukulele or the ukulele or the recorder. And recorder. I, I just didn't do either. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't do either. Just, I remember playing like the uh, ukulele for like like two two classes. And then just being like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I think I was sick for the final test or whatever. So you didn't even have to do mm-hmm. it. There's no, yeah, didn't do it. Wow. Yep. So I, I have I mean, my skill base is very low. <laughs> it's very limited. It, yeah, it's all about. It's very limited. That's. I'm going back to school though. I know. Are you, you know? excited about this? Uh, for some days I am, and then other days I'm like, ah, what am I doing? Yeah. I'll probably drop out again after like two classes. <laughs> it works out so that you take like a class. I think it's like every eight, seven weeks or nine weeks. You take two classes for those weeks. Okay. So I think that'd be good for me because then I can just focus on one and two class, one or two classes. Yeah. Like during football, it's two one, and then obviously I'll do two classes in that period. Whereas like before, it's like five classes. You know, you're trying to like put it all in. Where I think yeah. that if I'm just focusing on one class, I think I can do it. It's all online. <laughs> I all think online. I, can, I think I can do it. Southern New Hampshire University. Do you, uh, did they try to recruit you to play football for him? 
Um, I don't think they have a football team. I think they have a basketball team. Oh, do they really? Yeah. I used to. There was a joke where I remember there was a, some guy was like, some comedian or whatever was like, "Yeah, I'm starting quarterback at a Phoenix University, <laughs> University of Phoenix, University of Phoenix." We played DeVry <laughs> and ITT Technical College. Did you see that those all closed? Well, ITT Tech, yeah. DeVry. ITT Tech. <laughs> they just closed all out, all of them out of nowhere, and uh, it was it was like an online like you could it, they they had actual campuses, and you could go learn. You know, some sort of a computer skill, or it was like it was like a, a tech skill, yeah. but it wasn't like I mean, I don't think it wasn't like super advanced pro. It was like it would get you into a field, um, and it was like ten thousand dollars or something. But they all closed out of nowhere. Really, IT Tech's been around forever. Yeah, I've seen uh, advertisements for that for a long time since I was a kid. They had the oh. best the best commercials. So this, I, yeah, I'm gonna go to Southern New Hampshire, and it's like um, I think it it seems like an online thing. Because it's like that's what you see all the advertisements for, but they yeah. have like an actual school. I think they have like five thousand people that go there, but then they have like fifteen thousand online or something. Yeah. So okay. Just... So it's a legitimate degree, people. I don't want to. I don't want to finish this and be like, dude, that wasn't the real degree. <laughs> By the way, that was not for anything. Did you? Uh, how how long will it take? Uh, quite a while. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many. I days. will graduate by the time you're 50. You like if you do one class every. Well, every... let me see. I have. I need 120 credit hours, right, to get a course. Okay. Or to get a, a degree. Yeah. And I have 69 credit hours. Okay. But I don't know how many are going to transfer from a Canadian college. 17 years ago. <laughs> like my my first class was 17 years ago. Oh my gosh. How many of those will transfer to an American college? Well over a decade later, and I think it's very few. Yeah. So I'm saying right now, if it's I take, actually just your recorder classes that you took. Let's just say I have to start. Ukulele. I start back with zero, so I need. Let's just figure this all out together, people. So I need you need 40 classes for a degree. Okay. Okay. So 40, and if I take. Six, this is actually your test to get into college class. right now. Is if you can do this. If I take six classes a year, I will graduate in 2024. <laughs> So, with a degree in sports business management, which is also, that I talked about this, I'm in the process of buying a baseball team right now. No. I can't talk about what team it is. I'm in the process of buying a team, so I'll, pr- I'll probably be the only student to buy a team and then learn how to own it. <laughs> <laughs> they, you are literally going to walk, you're going to show up if you like to the stadium with, with owning a baseball team for dummies, and you're yeah. just like, all right, what <laughs> oh, do I got to do, what do, I gotta oh, do yeah. now? Just start yelling random things. <laughs> Stock the canteen! Let's go! That's funny. Mark up the beer! <laughs> Infield shift. You're just gonna go. To, you're just gonna go sit in the owner's box. And yeah. be like you guys figure this out. I think mean, the, the thing that I'm realizing more in this process of, um, you know, in the process of just so you guys know, team, it's the New York Yankees yes. that he's buying. Yes. Um, point zero 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 one percent of them, and it will probably break me. <laughs> in this process, uh, the biggest thing that I've learned that I've been going through this process of buying a, a team or two, we'll see in the last few months, is that the best thing you can do is surround your pe- yourself with people smarter than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've done. That's good. And I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And that you, that's the biggest thing. It's like, make everyone around you smarter than you and know more than you, and then you learn a lot more, and you are convinced that the team won't no. <laughs> um, be defunct in a year. That's good. That's... <laughs> I'm just picturing you just really like they're really being a owning baseball team for dummies, but <laughs> like there really is one. Yeah. Well, there that's probably funny. Is somewhere. Um, <laughs> remember that whole book? There's probably still those books. 
Cliff know, Notes? In Canada, they're called Coles Notes. Why? Because the bookstore is called Coles. Now it's it's defunct. When was the last time you went to a bookstore? Uh, quite often actually, because like Sarah has, you know, sometimes she'll oh, stop yeah. and if, I guess that a, makes sense. if she's performing in Toledo or something, she'll stop into the Barnes Noble and just sign all the copies of her book that are on the shelf. Really? Yeah. And just they, randomly. Yeah, and they, they, I guess it's a thing. And then they, they the, the manager at Barnes Noble, they put like a sticker on the front that says like signed by author. That's cool. Yeah, so they should just stop in at random bookstores and sign all the copies of her books if they have any. We should write your book. Man, my book. I have to wait till I retire to write my book. Yeah. It'll be good. I think, honestly, it should have two to three chapters of whatever that place is called that I love. What? The the, the place that sounds like dreamland to me. <laughs> it's in Canada. That, to me, is like the most important part of that book. Maxwell's Amusement. Maxwell. It has no, I don't want to hear about the NFL. I want half of the book to be about that. I feel like most of my stories would not be about football. I don't have a lot of great football stories. I'm just not. I'm not a storyteller when it comes. Like you know, some old guys just sit there and they talk about like football. Your story, I think, honestly, since we've been doing this, and a lot of people haven't heard it because it was bef- back in the day. It was before we switched over the podcast. Is the best story I've ever heard is you, <laughs> you meeting Warren Moon. Oh, okay. Well, I, well no, there's the thing. I had, it wasn't me meeting him. I'd already <laughs> no. known Warren Moon for a while. Are you gonna? Will you tell the story again? Because it well, hasn't been told I on this podcast. For some reason, you think this story is better than it's not. But it is I, I so saw good. Warren Moon on the sideline, and I knew I knew him. We knew each other. It was, wasn't a stranger thing. Yeah. But I walked up to Warren, and we're kind of <laughs> as passing. I'm like, "Hey, Warren, what's up?" And then I go in for what is the start of the most awkward handshake in the history <laughs> of the world. Oh my god! So I go in, and I go four fingers pointing towards the sky, kind of on the bro, going for, like, the bro handshake. Yeah. And I'm committed to this bro (laughs) handshake. He goes in for the the business world handshake. (laughs) Four fingers pointed directly at me. I love this story. But then I got the last-minute mix-up, and so I tried to correct. (laughs) As I'm going in for my bro handshake, his hand is coming towards me like a turkey. (laughs) <laughs> and my hand goes in, but then I try to correct it last minute, but I'm starting to pull away already. And so I basically, I'm just, at this point now, I'm kind of just stroking the palm of his hand <laughs> with two of my fingers, but pulling it about. But then I try to correct it, so then I grab it. So now I'm grabbing the end of his hand, kind of <laughs> like an old Irish man or an old English man, but it's a woman's hand. So now, but this is all while I'm, I'm kind of walking by to it. It's like while, while we're passing. So I'm like now kind of walking by Warren, just tickling the inside of his hand, <laughs> looking awkwardly at his face, and then I just walk on by. <laughs> oh my so God. If, you just, if you could recreate it, I wish you guys could see me coming in. Oh, correction, slipping of the hand. Oh. All right, Warren. I bet you he was just sitting there just like, he probably just went and put Purell all over his hand. He just felt dirty. What? They just rubbed his hand awkwardly. Oh, I I don't know. I this, love that this story. This is an awkward thing in football now. Is like a lot of guys like the the high five mm-hmm. or the low five, but then the fist bump is also a thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go at each other, and one guy's like committed to the fist bump, and the other guy's committed to the hand, <laughs> the hand slap, and then it's kind of like confusion. And then you get into kind of like a trailer hitch situation. I love that you came up with <laughs> that. That's just, so now funny. Now at this point, you go. For, one guy's going for the bump. The other guy's going for the And now it's just trailer a trailer hitch. hitch. And you're just engaged. A whole bunch of awkwardness I, right there. I hate that. I, I, we, and this was one of the things we talked about on one of our first podcasts before we switched over here. But like just awkward handshakes and yeah. how 
when they happen, it's just so bad. And you can't, like, and you both know it's incredibly awkward. Like, I mind the one that always gets me are the people who you go to shake their hand, but they squeeze before you can get your hand in there. So they just squeeze your fingers, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. what did you just yeah. do to me? They went too quick. Quick on the draw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's, here, this is awkward. Could you have, could you do the thing that they, that some of the players do now and have a different handshake for every player? On punt team? We only get 10 minutes, like, <laughs> twice a week for punt team, and it takes over a minute for everyone to do their handshakes to start the period. Are you everyone serious? Because has a handshake with everyone, and everyone, the coach is just like, Brian says, like, okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> you guys can't. Everyone has a handshake. It goes on forever. Oh. It's, it's actually funny to watch because it's like, guys have great, great handshakes. I think Brock Coyle kind of started it, but now everyone's got it. It's really, because I've seen it in other things, and it's like, you, they, they do, and I'm just like, you're... Yeah, you're right. Just to just to sh- just to say hello to every person. Yeah. Like this is gonna take ten minutes. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Baseball's big. It seems like baseball they always do on the dugout before games. Yeah, it's uh, it's entertaining to watch. It is, but then to come up with it, like, do they plan? So my question is, did like one guy come up with it, or do they plan it together? Like, what if I do this and then but you both, do this? Both, both, yeah. Really? You know? So it's like, a collaboration. Yeah. So I, you know, like Brock and I, we do, we do, and then the, the muscle, and they kiss the muscle. Okay. Okay, and then Brock came up with that. And then, yeah, and then I have one with Cam where we we we, we, we smack hands, as they say. Yeah, Sma- slap hands. Slap hands. Slap and hands. And we both, like, kick. Okay. I think he came up with that, too. Yeah, I didn't come up with any of that. <laughs> that you had zero I'm, collaboration. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like the... John, this is what you're going to do. I'm just the angry guy that stands 15 <laughs> yards behind them, 35 years old, old man. It's like, oh, these kids with their hands. These shakes. crazy handshakes. Old salty John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, a lot of hands. I think that we should all just commit to the fist bump. I'm a big, I'm a fist bumper, not because I think it looks cool, because it doesn't, but germs, man. So I like this I... time of year. It's a lot, a of, lot of hands touching. Yeah. I know a lot of guys in that locker room. I don't know where their hands have been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Night after a game. Are you a germaphobe at all? Uh, no. 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 You might think I would be just because I, I like, I like. I mean, you've been to my house. Like, it was very it clean, clean and very, yeah, orderly. But I'm not. I'm not a germ germaphobe. No. No. I find like no. with it, with a baby. I like. I, well, I've been in two things. One, I've been in restaurants for so long. I wash my hands all the time. Yeah. I'm just use. I always wash my hands. Uh, and then, but now having a baby too, like I end up using a lot of hand sanitizer too. So it's like my hands. I'm always cleaning my hands. Are your hands always dry then? No, actually, they're not, which is really weird. And I don't know why that is because I don't use lotion or anything, and that I, they're not. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Very interesting. Very <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> so good. Uh, I feel like these these shows really get off track. Yeah, they do. I but don't know what kind of the fun. What we started talking about to get to Purell. I don't either. Uh, handshakes, crazy handshakes. Yeah. Well, we're the, we're here now. There's no going back. There is no going back. Absolutely not. So uh, I was thinking about this. I know I know you're a huge fan of uh, a Christmas story. Oh yeah. What other? What are your other go-to Christmas movies? Um, Bad Santa. Love it. I feel okay. like Bad Santa. You watch Bad Santa all year round. Yeah, I absolutely. love. I love. And Bad Santa Two comes out Wednesday. Nice. Sarah and I already have our tickets. That's weird. Cinnabar. I don't feel like that's one that's hard to get. It's not like the new Star Wars where people are going to camp out for uh, bad Santa. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are, Greg. <laughs> You're the only pre-sales. They're like, well, two people bought pre-sales for this. Uh, okay, Greg. <laughs> are you going to dress up like Santa? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well, good. We're going to wait in line. We're not going to. We'll be at the bar drinking. <laughs> at the Santa bar. 
So Mad Santa, what else? Um, Christmas Story, as I said. Yeah. It's, that's a classic. Is that your favorite Christmas movie? Um, no, I think Christmas Vacation. Yes. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's an all-time classic, too. Yep. Christmas Story is so cool because it, it just reminds me of my childhood when you, just, you wanted that one gift so bad. Yeah. And you, just, like, you had to have it. Yeah. So that's a, I, I like that one. Um, and then, like, you know, Elf. Home Alone. I just watched Elf. Uh, so Home Alone I hadn't watched in a long time, and I just watched that this year. And I, I was like, this is such a good movie. Elf, Elf I watched with my daughter last night. She loves, oh, did you? Yeah, she loves it. Uh, and I like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a good it's a, that's It's a good movie. What it, about Die Hard? Uh, I've never, I can't remember even watching Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. It isn't really, though. Well, whatever, if you want to be. I have a crazy story about Wonderful Life, but I'll tell you when we have more time. All right. Crazy story about my own life and when I watched it. it it's a really crazy story. What? Yeah. Okay. We'll it's have to save a, that one. It's just a series of coincidences, but. Just, all right. So we have uh, good news. So next week we will be doing a, uh, we're, we're going to be narrowing it down to, I think, what? How many people should we? So we're going to give away the tickets next week. Yeah. So what do you think? Should we go down to two? Sure, two. Okay, so we have, I think right now we have about 100 plus something entered into the contest. You have a little bit longer to do that. And then I think, do you have any idea of like how to randomly do it? Like, do we just put everyone's names in a hat and pick two people out? You And, and in all honesty, if you if you entered this... You better have listened to the show because there aren't. It's not like random trivia that's about pop culture. Or Maybe this we and should that. put everyone's name in a hat and just pull the name and call them and ask the question. If they get it right, they get the tickets. I if not, like then we just go to the next name. Keep on pulling because if we have two people, they want to get it right, and then we're then we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. So then it would be the first person, and then they decide if they want both tickets or if they're going to go with me. Yep. Do you and, think that's the best uh, way to do it? You think just call. We're gonna. So then I'm. Well, then I'll, I can't do that because I don't have everyone's phone numbers. Well, they have to give you your number. That's I, I, weird. That is weird. I gotta wrap this up because I gotta be in the weight room in eight minutes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I will put some more uh, more details on our uh, Twitter and Facebook page. Uh, follow us, kicking it with John and Greg, and kick it with J and G. Uh, good game this week, and and yep. I'll see you next week, brother. We'll see you next week.